Time to tune in, not just speaking real facts. Right here is everything you need. This ain't no get rich quick thing. Create your own economy. Cause we ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Yeah. Learn from the queen of crypto, your host, Naja Roberts, leading people out of financial slavery through Bitcoin and cryptocurrency. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. Learn to get left behind. Good afternoon, good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to Ahead of the Crypto Curve where we are creating Satoshi millionaires, one family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. I don't just do this show to change the way you think about money, but to make you change the way you look at money and everything else around you because it absolutely matters. Today is Monday, April 17th, 2023. And what a great day it is. And I'd like to say happy birthday to some of the Cryptopians whose birthday is today on April 17th. That would be Sadie Grimes, Denise Qualls, and DJ. And to each one of you, I'd like to wish you a happy birthday. I hope today is filled with all the love, joy, peace, understanding, and everything else that you need on this day. If you'd like to get a shout out for your birthday, please feel free to send me a text message at 424-317-7373. Again, that is 424-317-7373. 7373. And as I was looking for my quote for the day, I actually found a quote that has nothing to do with cryptocurrency because I think we really need to start talking about change. There's so many things we need to change on so many different levels, but we're going to just start out inch by inch and then we'll do uh, mile by mile. And then we'll do just everything else in between. So the quote says, to improve is to change. To be perfect is to change often. And so I just absolutely love that quote because there's so many things that we need to be working on, that we need to be taking a look at in the micro and the macro, as you all know. And so there's just, again, so many things to talk about in this space, particularly uh, about the cryptocurrency. However, there are things that we need to know in regular everyday fiat money. So we know how to govern ourselves accordingly as it relates to what we need to be doing in Uh, the cryptocurrency space. And so all of those things matter. And so one of the things that I think a lot of us in this space are really starting to realize is that we've really got to refocus 
our efforts and our minds specifically around Bitcoin. Now, that doesn't really uh, speak to us because we've almost always spoken more about Bitcoin than other cryptocurrencies. And again, not to say that other cryptocurrencies cannot do what you needed to do. However, we do know, um, you know, that a lot of black investors have gotten away from Bitcoin, they may hold a little bit, but they do a lot of things with a lot of other cryptocurrencies, which has caused a little bit of of problems. And so uh, there has been a call over the last week for those of us that are in the space to really try to wrangle people back in to really figure out why Bitcoin specifically is important to African-Americans. And, you know, the biggest message is that African-Americans don't need to look at um, Bitcoin um, in in a way that they would look at traditional investments. And of course, you know, a lot of times we do that. A traditional investment is something that you can get in and out of. And so as we talked on a couple of Zoom calls over the last week and just really trying to figure out a strategy for our community as the government and everybody else hasn't really given us regulation, but have they've started to really choke out the market, which does not allow for everyday people to get access to Bitcoin. Uh, We talked about what it may look like here in the very near future. And if that becomes the case, Uh, their ability to do what they call operation choke point, which is to get rid of the on ramps and the off ramps will definitely devastate the black and brown community the most. And so we talked about these things and how significantly important it is for uh, everyone to be really focused on getting their fair share while they can. I'll say it that way. And I think that there will always be in a, a, some sort of ability for you to get your hands on Bitcoin one way or another in a legal way, not in a back office, a uh, back alley, not a back office, but a back alley. Uh, because, of course, our exchange and several other exchanges will be there, but they are really hitting exchanges pretty hard and forcing them out of the United States for business. And so as we look at that, we're going to talk about when we come forward, we'll talk about some of the main advantages of Bitcoin specifically, which we talk about all the time. And then we are going to just share another couple talking points because a lot of people are asking, will Bitcoin make us millionaires? So we've got to address that when we come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580. More with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. You know, I kind of went back and forth trying to figure out if my quote should be a regular quote on change or this quote, because I wanted to talk about this. A girlfriend and I yesterday, right before church, were actually talking about the Bible verse, which is Proverbs 13 and 23. And the debate, and I don't want to say a debate, the conversation was if we're leaving our children in inheritance 
or are we leaving our children's children an inheritance? And we were just talking about the normal everyday things that we deal with with our regular children and, uh, you know, the entitlement. And so some of you all know what I'm talking about. This generation has a lot of entitlement in their brains. And, you know, I feel like we've done a whole lot more than we probably should have which is why they act the way that they do. And so she brought out this Bible verse and she said to me, the Bible didn't say take care of your kids for the rest of their lives. She said, the Bible says a good man leaves an inheritance for his children's children. And I said, you know, I know that Bible verse backwards and forwards, but I never really thought of it like that. I just thought it, you know, I'm thinking more in the lines of just leave a legacy, right? And so as we look at uh, Bitcoin itself specifically, you know, a lot of people want to know if Bitcoin is going to make us a millionaire. Well, let's just put it like this. Early investors who actually bought and held Amazon stock when it went public way back in 1997 at the price of $18 right now, they are likely millionaires. But similarly, just imagine investing in Bitcoin at the current prices. And a lot of us think that Bitcoin is very high. Again, that's why we buy Satoshis so that we can just uh, really stack up on our Satoshis to eventually get one entire Bitcoin. And there are a lot of people who hold at least one Bitcoin in their portfolio, which is our ultimate goal is to hold one. And I know it doesn't sound like a lot to people, but it definitely is. But at the current prices and the scarcity of, of the supply that is coming along, remember every four years, uh, Bitcoin decreases in the amount that is actually put out on the market. And so for the next hundred years, it just made sense when I thought back to the conversation yesterday, children's children, because they will be here in a hundred years. And so the absence of the amount of Bitcoin uh, coming out actually makes Bitcoin a great value because of its limited supply of 21 million coins ever and making it a very valuable asset. So once you get the value of Bitcoin, the price no longer matters. And so also when you start to think about what God said, or the Most High said, that uh, we should do as a good human being, which is leaving an inheritance to our children's children. And so, um, you know, for all of you grandparents out there, <laughs> you'll be looking at what you're doing for your grandchildren uh, as opposed to poss possibly what you're doing for your children. And so that was really good insight on her part for me yesterday. But Bitcoin's decentralization, as we always talk about the nature and the security, make it an absolutely attractive investment for those that are seeking alternatives to the traditional financial system. And there's some things going on today that you need to know about. Possibly I can help you understand what's happening with some of our debt ceilings and some of the things that are happening just so we can better prepare nothing immediately uh, on the horizon to scare us or anything like that. So we'll talk about that, but understanding technology, Understanding any risk, no matter what it is, 
Um, it just involves us really getting down to understanding all of the different elements around us and what the actual thing that we're doing or investing in really holds. And if it's what it's utilized for. So if it's for a store of value, we know that if it's, if it's later to be used as money, or if it's right now to be used as money, you want to make sure that you're doing something with hard money, a hard money, a good hard money. And so it's crucial to have solid investments and solid investment strategies and stick to them even during what we have market fluctuations. And so today will probably be one of those days where people will be holding their breath because Bitcoin dipped back under 30,000. But again, those of us who understand what we're doing from a long-term perspective and what we are planning to do for our children's children, um, we just really understand that that doesn't move us one way or the other. We just continue dollar cost averaging. But Americans should seriously consider investing in uh, Bitcoin, actually take advantage of many of the benefits of potentially reaping significant financial rewards. Now, again, nobody has a crystal ball. Nobody can tell you either way. But that is one of the reasons that um, I personally got involved because I see it as a way to close the wealth gap. I know that I probably would have to have and own in excess of about 42 houses. I think when I did the math, that was bringing in about $1,000 a month. Uh, in rent. And that's after, you know, somebody tore up the plumbing or whatever had to be done to actually close that wealth gap where I would have the cash in hand to really be able to make some of the moves that I see happening in some of the other communities, because that wealth gap is so huge. And so if I could find a way to shorten that or close the wealth gap one way and continue to have my second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh stream of income coming in, I think that that's a good deal. And so this is, again, for me, just one way that I am closing that wealth gap. And again, there's no end all be all. We've really got to do a lot of different things in order to get ourselves up to par. And it, it can be tiring. But one thing I say to each and every one of you, it's possible. It's possible not to turn on the TV. It's possible to take the time that you would normally spend watching TV to do something to actually work toward closing the wealth gap in your particular family. And I know, you know, got to go watch some of those uh, things that you've gotten hooked on. But one of the things that happened to me around, I think I got the epiphany around the year 20. 20, I guess it was the year 2000 where I actually was sitting and said to myself, every single person involved with me sitting here watching this television is getting paid except for me. And I said, you know, this is ridiculous. The light company is getting paid because I got this TV on 
and the TV company got paid because I bought the TV. The cable company is getting paid. The people on the commercials are getting paid. And as much as I love my L.A. Lakers, and I know you do too, uh, they're getting paid while we're sitting there. And so I just really think that this is a great opportunity to change maybe the way you think, not necessarily about a Lakers game or anything like that, but the amount of time we spend behind the uh, television right now, may, it may be a good time for us to change that one thing to try to figure out exactly what direction we need to be going. But these investments and our money, we need to get very familiar with everything that's going on. We need to be paying attention to everything, not just because the landscape is changing, but you also want to have your finger on the pulse so that you know when something is not going in the right direction or if a, even a little bit of money has disappeared from your account or something has moved and things are not the way that they need to be. You know, the potential right here for us to close the wealth gap is too great to ignore. And I'm excited about what we're seeing and the opportunities that are here. And so there is so much uh, as it relates to Bitcoin in conclusion and its potential to be a valuable asset. I would really uh, continue to say to each and every one of you, please be patient Please expect some delayed gratification. This is not a microwave. We're not going to get it cooked in in um, in in half the time. I, I think it's a little less than that. But you know, you got to understand again the technology, the risk involved. Like any other investment, again, nothing is guaranteed. Your path to wealth is not guaranteed. But just be careful. Research. And really get yourself a solid strategy. It can actually do very well for you over long term. A good man leaves an inheritance to his children's children. And so that's where we are today. So I'm hoping that you all are understanding that message. Now, let's look at, I wouldn't necessarily say the macro but there's some things that are going on as it relates to Wall Street. And some of you may have heard the name Kevin McCarthy. He is the Speaker of the House. And so McCarthy has actually taken to Wall Street to try to help Wall Street back him as he bucks what's happening in the White House on Capitol Hill, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, so Kevin McCarthy has actually proclaimed today that Republicans uh, will not allow the government to default on its debt. But he labored at Wall Street talking about the risky physical showdown with the White House that could actually unleash vast economic turmoil. Now, what we do know is I believe it's been about 10 years or so ago that we were in this same space and some of the different things that happened back then really uh, created a problem for us financially. A lot of us, we took a lot of hits with jobs and all of those things and we're back at this particular space. And so what they're saying is uh, what he said to the New York Stock Exchange 
was that his party's plan to seize on the rapidly approaching deadline. So in essence, the Republicans are refusing to allow this bill or whatever this is to de- to to pass unless they get what they're asking for. And uh, so they're deadlocked. And he's basically saying the debt limit negotiations are their opportunity to examine their our nation's finances and defaulting on our debt is not an option, but neither is the future of higher taxes, higher interest rates, and more dependency on China as an economic, as an economy that doesn't work for working Americans. So I don't quite know how they're going to solve this, but it is definitely a big argument. And so he asked Wall Street if they do not agree with what's going on right now to join him, not just sit back, but to demand reasonable negotiations uh, because, you know, they don't want the rich to have to pay so many taxes and, um, you know, just asking them to really stand by the Republicans and everything else that's going on. And so we don't know how any of this is going to turn out, but the white house has actually refused to shift its position on the belief that the country's credit is not negotiable. And so the Republicans themselves have splintered, um, a lot of times over how to actually approach the fight. And this standoff is going to raise the stakes for McCarthy since the consequence, the consequences of inaction of the first ever government default is upon us. And it could absolutely devastate, devastate our economy, which we're already teetering ladies and gentlemen on a wall. And uh, when I look at this and I think about what's going on, we are in a recession, even though they seem to continue to say we're on the precipice of a recession. But I think that this, um, them not coming to an agreement and really going to wall street and asking wall street to back them on that and not be silent, especially when there's a lot of our money that's tied up in our different funds, 401ks, annuities, and all of those things. And so this is a fiscal problem, uh, that could be meaningfully worse if our geopolitical standing in this world, Uh, is undermined, which we've been talking about, along with us having internal problems right here at home. We're going to really have to pay attention to our money. And so, again, I submit to each and every one of you, let's really start to pay attention. Let's really try our very best to make small changes in our habits and our spending habits and things of that sort. And uh, also, as I have been saying, Get yourself out there and figure out maybe what you've always wanted to do and just start doing those things to bring in that extra money. And then when that extra money comes in, you put that aside as opposed to just going to work and continuing to do the same thing day in, day out, expecting to have some extra funds. So when we come forward after news, sports and traffic, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. A safe place to go loud, loud, loud. A great place for progressive politics. KBLA Talk 1580. 
At KBLA Talk 1580, we do more than just talk. You got a big mouth. Hello, Joe, you're up. Welcome. We're unapologetically progressive, and we don't black down. All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I am just taking a look at some things that just came across my feed, and it just reminds me about individuals that I meet that think that the only reason we utilize Bitcoin or should be using Bitcoin is because it's anonymous. And I keep saying over and over again, you've got to get up real early in the morning to remain totally anonymous with using Bitcoin or transferring a Bitcoin. And today uh, I'm just looking at this thing that says man gets prison time after feds discover 3.4 billion in stolen Bitcoin hidden inside of a Cheetos popcorn tin in an underground safe. And so at some point I have to share with everybody, you know, we're not, Getting and purchasing Bitcoin to stay away from um, so that the authorities don't know what we have and what we hold and those sorts of things. It's not about that. It's really about the technology. But there are hackers out there, along with criminals and thieves that utilize this. And I've always said this just like they do money. They hold money. They've been doing nefarious things with money forever but anyway this gentleman uh had stolen some bitcoin and ladies and gentlemen bitcoin is traceable because it's on the blockchain and you just have to follow the transactions from place to place to place on the blockchain and then at some point somebody has made a mistake use the IP address or something without covering it up. And then they're able to actually trace it back to the individual that stole it. And I have a good friend right now that's missing uh, close to, I think it's like $380,000 worth of Bitcoin. And at some point they'll catch up with the, the nefarious individual are individuals who are involved and it is absolutely traceable. So when you send me Bitcoin, because I've done what's called a KYC, know your customer, they can look at my wallet address and they can attach it to me. Then that wallet address, when I go and buy some coffee at Starbucks and then, you know, Starbucks puts it in their wallet and then from Starbucks, they do something else with the Bitcoin and all those transactions are traced from wallet to wallet. And so a lot of the people that try to remain anonymous, they may get Bitcoin that is what they call non KYC. And again, they can be successful, but the point of the matter is somewhere during that chain, somebody has either KYC or gotten on to uh, the internet from their house or their laptop or their cell phone, and it just makes it traceable. So um, this gentleman stole about 50,000 Bitcoin from a platform called Silk Road. And Silk Roads was the dark web. Some of you may have heard the um, there's a whole movie about it. If you're interested in learning about what happened on the Silk Road, it was a drug site where people were selling drugs and using Bitcoin 
or whatever, but one of them has been brought to justice and prayerfully the people who were not doing anything nefarious who lost their Bitcoin can actually get their Bitcoin back. But what we're finding is that when the government seizes the Bitcoin, they're using it to get themselves out of some trouble and hopefully financial trouble, not the government in any other type of trouble other than financial trouble. And I think they're starting to get smart and realize that if they sell off their Bitcoin, they can actually cure some of the problems that they're actually facing because this particular Bitcoin was worth over 3.4 billion with the B dollars and he had it in a Cheeto can. Now, some people would say, now, what do you mean he had it in a Cheeto can? Well, you know, the popcorn Cheeto tin could actually hold probably what was known as a uh, cold storage device. It's a physical device that you can hold in your hand and it doesn't hold your Bitcoin, but it holds access. It's kind of like a key to get into the blockchain to actually open it up. And when they plugged it into the computer and nine times out of 10, if they searched his house somewhere where these seed words, which would allow him to always get into this device. They probably put two and two together, came up with what they needed, and they were able to go onto a computer and see that 50,000 Bitcoin from Silk Road were actually on there. And so um, the person that was over uh, Silk Road, which was a gentleman by the name of Ross Albridge, and as you continue to learn about this cryptocurrency space, you'll learn about him. He was sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole after he was convicted of drug trafficking and money laundering and hacking and a lot of other stuff. But this other young man is going to spend some time in jail as well for stealing the Bitcoin, even though he stole it from somebody who was convicted. I don't even know how that goes. So the department of justice is probably just going to hold on to that. And, um, he uh, was never one of the people that bought or sold anything on the website, but he was in possession of these coins. Now, a lot of people don't think that Bitcoin is traceable. So we just talked about that. But specifically, they can tell what Bitcoin comes from where. And I tell people that all the time when they're talking to somebody about possibly buying large amounts of Bitcoin, you got to know who you're buying Bitcoin from, because what if you were the person that just bought two or 3000 Bitcoin from this gentleman, and then the Fed showed up at your door because you bought or purchased stolen Bitcoin. So this is another lesson that, that you need to be very careful who you're purchasing Bitcoin from. And I just say, always live by the law of the land. And that means you need to be doing your KYC and making sure that you're always knowing um, who you're buying from and how safe it is and all of those things. So that at a later date, somebody doesn't show up at your house and say, you know, this was ill gotten at some point and you now possess them. And they're 
seizing them. And so we've got to make sure that you're safe in that way. So with that, ladies and gentlemen, when we come forward, we will jump into our market update. And we got a couple of other things to talk about as it relates to a new trend to sell our community on utilizing artificial intelligence to help you trade different cryptocurrencies. When we come forward, we'll continue the conversation. This is KBLA Talk 1580. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk 1580. Council. Now, let's get back to Ahead of the Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580. All right. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, as we move forward, every trend that comes along, there is a company or a group of individuals that seek to capitalize. So, when this cryptocurrency space first started, obviously, a lot of us were getting involved in... I would say network marketing type of companies that were designed at helping us get into all these different cryptocurrencies and investing and all of those things. And a lot of us lost our shirts. So I'll just say that. And then there came a trend where there was this big Bitcoin mining boom. And so everywhere you look, there was a company talking to you about becoming a Bitcoin miner, not necessarily yourself, but actually investing in Bitcoin mining machines, etc., etc. Your girl bit again. I bought I bought into that and um, did that for a little bit of time. I'm going to say probably nine months to a year, even sent a cousin of mine to the Bitcoin mining uh, facility up in Iceland because we were going to be smart and make sure that this actually existed. Well, there's another piece of hype. Well, no, there was one more hype before that. Then it it got to be uh, NFTs, right? So everybody was trying to jump into NFTs and everything to do with it, be a part of a company that is creating them or You name it, and we were trying to do that, and that kind of blew over. And so now the new hype is artificial intelligence. And there are so many things that are changing in this world because of artificial intelligence. In some ways, I think it's good. Some ways, I think it's bad. However, when we look at artificial intelligence as it relates to cryptocurrency, or Bitcoin specifically, there is a warning that needs to be had. First and foremost, there are different individuals that are popping their head up and they're going to be on your social media feeds. So if you're researching cryptocurrency or you're researching Bitcoin or you're researching artificial intelligence, what happens, ladies and gentlemen, is the algorithm brings you the types of ads they want you to take a look at. And so I don't want you to be surprised when you start to see artificial intelligence that is uh, claiming to be able to help you improve your cryptocurrency earnings based on the artificial intelligence doing the actual trading for you and making sure that you know everything that is going on 
before it happens so that you can make massive amounts of money. And again, there are good and bad situations around this artificial intelligence. And so for those of you that don't know, you can start to Google artificial intelligence and some of the things that are coming to market, meaning a lot of jobs and different things that are being taken over because of artificial intelligence. And um, this cryptocurrency space does not look like it's going to be any different. One of the good things that I see is that artificial intelligence can actually take measures to improve cryptocurrency safety and security because the cryptocurrency market, because people know that sometime down the line, cryptocurrency is going to be very, very popular and it is going to be very, very valuable there are a lot of hackers right now and a lot of thefts right now. And that could be because inside people at a company, people that work there um, are actually siphoning some of the cryptocurrencies out. And uh, a lot of people are taking some huge losses. So improving cryptocurrency safety is important, but I will continue to say if you hold your own passwords on your own ledger or your trezor, any of those types of devices, you don't even have to worry about this. But artificial intelligence might actually provide the answer to a lot of the safety problems for people that want to keep their Bitcoin or cryptocurrency on an exchange. For instance, there are some systems that are powered right now by artificial intelligence that could identify fraudulent behaviors and actually take immediate action to stop them. Now, what I do not want you to do is bite from somebody that's telling the telling you that you can invest in this artificial intelligence and that someday this artificial intelligence company or system is going to be worth a whole lot of money. And because you're starting off early with the company or what, whatever they're asking you to pay, that you're going to reap the benefits of this technology. Be very, very careful, ladies and gentlemen, because you may not even be able to get any of your money back. And so just be careful. They know when there's new hype around something that they talk to individuals about investing and, and people will think it's a good idea because when you hear AI or artificial intelligence, you just know that's the new up and thing coming. And if you haven't the ability to invest early that you may make a lion's share of the money, but just be careful because there is a lot of worry and concern around these organizations that are really popping their head up. And we got to talk about it because in the black and brown community, they know who to go to because we are so desperate to really make a quick buck. And again, this is not a get rich quick space. This is a lose your money fast space. If you get involved with the wrong people and I don't want us to be uh, continuously doing what we've done in the past when we lose money, it's just like, Oh, well, I'll just go make some more money. We're not going to do that. Uh, at least not on my watch. Uh, because we've really got some catching up to do already. And so these creation of these trading 
algorithms is a whole nother possible advantage if done properly. But I don't want our community to give of our Bitcoin in order to think that we're going to participate in these different programs that are popping up. But just do your due diligence. Um, Sometimes your due diligence isn't enough. But um, I would just err on the side of caution when you're being approached by somebody to get involved with one of these investments around artificial intelligence because I've heard this before. In fact, I shared that I was on Dr. Boyce Watkins's uh, platform, which was the Black Bitcoin, what was it called? The Black Business School. And we were sold a program that was named Jarvis, by the way, Jarvis, which was just a very interesting, I don't know, reliable system. It was something like that. But we paid monthly to get these picks in the cryptocurrency uh, space. And it really proved to be something that was detrimental to us. We spent a lot of money. And we found out that there was really no algorithm or no artificial intelligence. And it was a big drawback for our community. So, ladies and gentlemen, just be careful. I wanted to say that because my timeline is filling up with all of these investment opportunities in AI and crypto. And so just be careful. So when we come forward, we'll continue the conversation because we still haven't gotten to our market update today. This is KBLA Talk 1580. You're linked to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Access granted. In a survey conducted by the public opinion research firm Eviteris, KBLA Talk 1580 consistently emerged as the station of choice for black audiences in the Los Angeles media market and beyond. The survey also revealed that the vast majority of black audiences are concerned about the lack of black-owned media and are more likely to listen to talk radio that focuses on issues that impact the black community. For some reason, the other talk stations haven't quite figured that out. If you think about KFI, well, KFI only has like a 3% black listenership. 3%. So there's a good 97% out there to support a station like KBLA. At KBLA Talk 1580, we've got your we've black. Got your black. Your black. We knew you'd stick around. This is LA's home for progressive talk radio. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. All right. Welcome forward. All right. So Bitcoin right now has dipped under 30,000. Again, when we know about the technology, we don't really care about the price. In fact, I am consistently hoping that it goes down a little bit more so we can stack a little more Satoshis here and there. But anyway, it's at twenty nine thousand four hundred and seventy one dollars. It's down in the last hour, point zero three percent. In the last 24 hours, down 2.94%. And in the last seven days, it's up 1.12%. Ethereum is down as well. It's at $2,078. In the last hour, it's down 0.04%. In the last 24 hours, it's down 2.19%. In the last seven days, it is up 10.20%. People are still holding and waiting for, um, you know, that technology and that 
merger and different things that are supposed to happen on, on the Ethereum platform. We also have just some really interesting things that have happened as far as Binance is concerned. They took Shiba Inu off the innovation list and put it on to a regular list, like a regular coin. And so that's caused some fluctuation. And so it's caused Shiba Inu to go up as well, but not a lot because it's down in the last hour and 24 hours as well. And I think they thought that that would be an opportunity for the price to go up. But with that, ladies and gentlemen, I want to thank each and every one of you for rocking with me here today on Ahead of the Crypto Curve. We are making way for the D.L. Hughley Show. And I want to say to each and every one of you, be patient again and think long term because we are creating Satoshi Millionaires. One family at a time, one day at a time, one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. Hey, you're listening to Nadja Robinson, the head of the crypto curve. Please follow her on all social media platforms at Nadja Roberts. No underscores, no dots, no numbers, just Nadja Roberts. Let's close the wealth gap. It's our turn. Learn or get left behind. Create your own economy. Let's get ahead of the crypto curve. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.